this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome back to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today, we it's been a long time, but we're back, ready to cover Season 3. You know, Aaron, I did not think that this was going to happen. I did not think we'd be back in the captain's chairs here talking about another season of Picard after the c- catastrophe shit show the last season was uh i don't know about you but i didn't enjoy that season much um they i thought we were out they pulled us back in with the entirety of the tng cast yeah uh you know a famous uh american wordsmith once said fool me once shame on you fool me twice <laughs> shame on me fool me three times well you won't be able to fool me again and that's because, only because there won't be another episode. It won't be another season of Picard. Yeah. That's what they say. Yep. Although I noticed that the, the new showrunners hedging their bets on that. that no. wanting Depending on how well the show does, maybe some... Like, I, I don't think we'll ever They're get, also talking think, about this as like the grand finale of the swan yeah. song for the TNG crew. I don't <sighs> think that we'll get any more Patrick Stewart, but maybe other threads and personalities depending on how this goes i, I don't know uh, um, but this is the picard. thing like hmm. i i have not on the balance enjoyed all of my time with picard there's certainly been fun to talk with one of my oldest friends about star trek uh there's been a lot of memes a lot mm-hmm. of laughs but this could have been so much more um i <sighs> I I don't know how they're going to fuck up the re- total reunion of the entire cast of the next generation. I assume they will, but <laughs> honestly, the trailers, even just the trailers thus far, seeing old man Worf, uh-huh. old woman uh-huh. Beverly, old woman Deanna, um, old man LaForge has been a lot of fun. Just just a lot of fun. And uh, I can I don't think we can say much more about it, but I've we've both seen the first episode. Uh huh. And I will say that <laughs> don't do it. What I don't. was thinking, what what I was what I was thinking about the season, it, it seems to be largely well, how the season is going to go. Well, no, okay, okay, we can't say that because I remember season two and season one. We were both like, hmm, these first two episodes, pretty good. I'm true, I'm th- and I've I won't say that this time because I'm not, al- I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to say yeah. whether, like, yeah. uh, you know, the first season, the first episode, setting me up from unreasonable expectations. I'm just saying that it felt like a piece of how I thought things would go. I will say, no matter what we thought, good or bad, about. Uh, 
the first episode, there's always a chance that they they take it in another direction as they've done in past seasons. Either good or bad. That's uh-huh. true. So and like, look, if you are listening to this podcast, you are going to watch every episode of this TV show. Of course. Because you want to see Frakes. You want to see McFadden. You want to see. Yeah, you're uh, us. LeVar, you're, Burton. Yeah, you, you want to see, see the Dorns. Yeah, we, we are the Borg. We are all thinking alike here. We are all in unison. How could we not come back for a third season that features all yeah. this crew? And just like in season two, where it's like, I was kind of like, ah, season two, I don't know if I'm excited. And then they bring out John Delancey, mm-hmm. his cue mm-hmm. in the trailer. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. Uh, they got Moriarty. That one of the great, <laughs> uh, one of the great dangling threads of the next generation. His ship in the bottle. What has he been up to? Uh, they also have Amanda Plummer. Was it a dangling uh, thread? I felt it was dealt with, but I, I don't know. I felt when they stuffed him in that desktop holodeck, that was is that going to be? Is that going to? Is, is that going to be forever? Is that going to be enchanting forever for such a vast intelligence as Moriarty? I always thought that no. Eventually, sure, sure. this would be a Rathacon situation. The mm-hmm. thing is, is like he doesn't seem like he's the primary antagonist. They got this Amanda yeah. Plummer's character, Vedic, which I don't know if there's any fun or interest in speculating who that might be. Did you see any? I don't really know. The no. one that I saw that was, you know, because she's got this distinctive scarring on her face, and a lot of people have seen similarities between that and uh, some of the ex-Borg we've seen. That's okay. been a fascination of Picard's, this this race of ex-Borg people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of plot you could build on top of that, like her having this antagonistic relationship to Jean-Luc slash Locutus. Um, sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, her, you know, Amanda Plummer's father, Christopher, played. Was it the Sona? Was that the name of the 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 race that was trying to artificially extend their life? People thought maybe they could have a connection with that, since that would be kind of fun. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It it all is the big question that's always been in my mind because it's like, of course, season three of Picard, the most natural thing in the world you can do is get the whole gang back together. But how are they going to justify getting the gang back together? Yeah, this, you know, this is a very good open question. I don't know. I, I don't think Starfleet is going to be like, you know, what's going to be of the primary strategic importance to the Federation going into the 26th century. It's going to be getting the gang back together. That's going to be what I, I guess it's, it's going to have to be some kind of like uh, search for Spock. Like everybody kind of putting their like, oh, there is a but like, what is the thing that brings them all together? You know, in search for Spock, they were searching for their friend Spock. <laughs> uh-huh. There is, you know, uh, uh, Spock's dad came and said, how could you abandon my son's Katra out to the winds? You got to get your shit together. They got their shit together. They stole a ship and they went and they they they, they discovered Spock. What is the inciting event? It feels like old man Picard just likes to stir shit up, right? Like he's dissatisfied just sitting on his vineyard. Yeah, he's gonna he go out there and, wants... and wrangle all these people back together. Maybe I don't know. He's not a laurel rester, but still, like, also the thing that the most natural thread to pull from the previous season is the the con initiative. Sure, that they were going to gene- they're going to genetically engineer a bunch of supermen, and and I don't know, maybe Vedic is one of those. She's a, a con acolyte, feeling in a certain way about things. I, I just I could be. I've that's the, the the number one thing because I feel like if they nail that, if you can have a not laugh out loud reason enough to get the gang back mm-hmm. together, 
then everything else just plays. Like, even if the plot sucks, it's just going to be a pleasure to get to see these characters all back. You know, it's not like Riker and Deanna cooking pizza on that alien planet was good. It was just good (laughs) to see them with Captain Picard again. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but they are talking about this in fairly high terms. Which I mean, what would you expect, right? Uh, they're I've talking about that. Wrath of Khan. They're talking yeah. about like final farewells <sighs> to this crew that meant so much to a generation of people. They're talking about changing the flipping the face of the Star Trek universe on its head with the finale of or with the events of this season. Yeah, they're talking a big game. I hope they can back it up, or at least if they can't back up the whole thing, if they can at least just deliver moments with this crew that I do love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want five that's or why six minutes a week where I smile because Worf is fussing with Deanna or Riker is subtly yeah. busting Picard's chops. I that's the shit that I'm going to be living for. We got also, we got rid of uh, half the reasons that seasons one and two were annoying i mean elnor is not coming back sure as far as i'm aware uh soju Sobe or whatever her name is is not uh-huh. coming back mm-hmm. uh who knows who knows if this will, will be any Wheat- better will but... wheaton has ascended to the higher plane there's no more crusher True. no bird number west west crusher that can come back and hurt us mm-hmm. um yeah so, um I don't know. i'm hopeful but maybe not for the reasons they really want me to be yeah yeah uh, everything looks great in the trailer, and again, uh, that, that man, how much can we talk about the first episode? Can we say anything? I'll say my sentiment on it is I'm positive. I, I think it was like if you want to talk about good reasons to get people back together, I think they're yeah, they they hit that mark for me. Um, I will say I'm, one thing I'm that's intrigued. held. I'll say one thing that's held back Picard as a series is a lack of a distinctive signature ship, and uh... I feel like we have a plausible ship that I'm, I'm excited. And I guess it has, this isn't a new thing. You pointed out that, um, the, the USS Titan, which is, uh-huh. uh, Will Riker's ship from the lower decks animated series. Yeah, it was, it was featured in a couple episodes. In and it's definitely featured in the, the trailer. Um, uh-huh. I think that is a cool ass ship design. It I think is. it's the best it of the new Trek ships I've seen. I'm really liking the stout look of it. Um, yeah. it's, it's just got it's got a solid look that makes it, looks it feel like, like you, you could take it into battle pretty effectively. But if you wanted to take the classic Enterprise, the Constitution class, and just clean slate design it for the 21st century, or I guess the 26th century, it would look something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the the old one is the best we could do in 1960s television technology. This is the same kind of ship and the lines and recognizably that, that DNA and genetics, but it's just, it's all spiffified. Mm-hmm. Red alert. Here comes an ad break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's boldly go back to the episode. Welcome back to the podcast maneuver. Also, it's another thing I don't think we get in trouble for. They're going for broke on nostalgia, like in to, to in everything. <laughs> they um, really are, and I'm. I've like I've I've been hot and cold and like to show credits on some shows, uh, but I've never ever sat around for the after episode credits. You know. Mm-hmm. This I, I the, the 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 end of the, the the credits of the first episode are so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a whole bunch like you know in the Marvel universes where like after the Avengers they'll do like a, a technical breakdown of Tony Stark's armor or they'll mm-hmm. have like the schematics for the Captain America's shields or the Black Widow's stinger darts or whatever the fuck they are her wrist launchers. They have that like this light cars type of thing where it's just random light car screens. Of like planetary scans and a, a med bay brain scan and all kinds of stuff and it just and it's it's all to the the classic TNG theme yeah, and it's just so it's... much it's like I would love that to be like a screensaver on my desktop. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I can see myself watching about. several credits worth of these end credits if they're all like that. It's so cool. The number one thing that I think, and I don't know if this was an intentional choice or he just wasn't available or what, but uh, Jeff Russo is out. He's the guy who has created a lot of the modern sci-fi themes that you're you're hearing, uh, and he created this Star Trek Picard theme. As best I can tell, they've ditched that theme for the intro and gone with something much more TNG. Uh, the guy who now is doing the music for this third season, Stephen Barton, he's describing his soundtrack as a love letter to uh, Jerry Goldsmith and uh, Horner, the, the the guys who were, you know, wrote the music for The Next Generation, I think was Goldsmith, right? And then Horner, mm-hmm. James Horner mm-hmm. was the movies guy. Yeah. Am I right yeah. about that? I I think so. Horner definitely yeah. wrote the theme for like the Rathacon. Yeah. Either way, they're they're going for a much more classic, like strong melodied Star Trek theme, and I am here for it. Yeah, God, I was in, not a fan know, of the old Picard theme. I wasn't. I've I've liked some of Jeff Russo's work. He's done a lot of work too. for like Fargo, Legion, mm-hmm. um, a lot of different things for all mankind. Um, but I I agree the the Picard theme just never was quite there. Didn't yeah. feel like to me. So I'm excited. This is that's what I mean. Like they're really leaning into the TNG of it all and then it goes right back to the music too so yeah this feels like it's going to be an extremely nostalgic season yeah i think uh i yeah it's it's uh yeah man i just can't oof i'm not sure what we're allowed to talk about in the the episodes that we've seen so well there's so, so one other thing that i i know from the trailers that people have seen and pointed out is there is the enterprise f uh is is featured in a, a shot there and it's just a single shot uh, the Enterprise F is a ship that was created for, I think, Star Trek Online, the video game, the MMO. Really? Okay. Um, but it's never been shown on screen. Uh, so is it the same one? Yeah, I think the design is identical. 
uh, and it's supposed to be the exact same ship. So okay. I'm super excited to see the TV version of the the Enterprise F. I want to see like nice if, to if see. they have if they have evolved it the way that like the Titan looks. Yeah, because um, I'm not a huge fan of the new like disco era designs of the ships. I, I think yeah. there's something too angular, too pointy about them uh, for my uh-huh. taste, especially in the nacelles of most ships. But I'm really digging like the neck and the whole structure stuff that they've been doing. I know what you mean. There's something a little too sovereign class about a lot of the drive sections of the new ships. And I don't know. This feels much more like a, a throwback, you know? Yeah. And I want to see if that extends to the, the Enterprise F. And that's the thing so. is like D was such a departure from previous Star Trek ships. I kind of want to see like if so like it, it, I want to see the equivalent of what D was like in the late 90s where that was uh, or I'm sorry, the late 80s where that was just a complete clean design of a recognizably Federation starship, but it didn't look anything like what had come before. Uh, mm-hmm. If the Titan is a throwback, I want to see like what is the next next generation of Federation starship. That's what I want to see. And you can Google around and find the the Star Trek Online uh, interpretation of the NCC seventeen oh one F. But I think the TV version is going to look a lot like that, if not identical to that. Just mm-hmm. maybe in higher fidelity. So gotcha. That's we'll scary. see. It's already out there. You can take a look at it. It's interesting. It it, it kind of looks like the love child of a sovereign class with a Voyager. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can see that. It, it's got a, a more Voyager-esque kind of primary uh, whole saucer section, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Looks like it could strain plankton from the <laughs> world's oceans if it was from there. I don't know. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see how I feel about this NCC 1701F. Yeah. Um. What else do we have to talk about with our... Uh, oh, I guess the fact that we we do have screeners. Uh, Paramount's been uh, very generous of providing us with screeners for a lot of their shows, actually. Um, Picard's one of them. So we will be able to drop our coverage at the same date and time that the episode drops. Mm-hmm. Right now, it looks like that uh, these things are planned to come out Thursday at 12.01. So it's the earliest in the morning it can be on Thursday. Uh, so just after midnight, our episode should drop as well. If we see that they, you know, break their street date, like sometimes Amazon does, and it comes out like, you know, seven, eight o'clock on Wednesday, then we can adjust our release schedule. But that, for that first episode, uh, we're planning on a drop in midnight or just after midnight on, on that Thursday, which is going to be the day after it's going to be the 15th, right? The day after uh, Valentine's Day? Is it the 16th? I think it's Thursday the 16th, yeah. Yeah. Um, So check that out. Our episodes will be out immediately after, and we are planning on doing that. I think we only have the first six episodes, and we're watching them just... Same time as you. We'll have them them a week early, but we're not going to get too far ahead because we're concerned about accidentally spoiling people. Um we because we are dropping in date and time we probably will not consider feedback every episode we never got a tremendous amount of feedback on picard anyway if you want to send something picard at baldmove.com is where you want to send it perhaps we'll have a mid-season mailbag if we have a sufficient quantity or we'll be able to work it into our coverage otherwise but like we're doing this kind of as a labor of love picard's never been super success uh successful from a numbers <laughs> perspective for us no uh it's just mostly fun and hell we've come this far what's one more season right mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what's one more season with the entire four other pulp shows? Right, it's it's uh, easy easy money. We're we already got we already got people streaming in for the Last of Us. We can drive a few away with Picard. Sure. Uh, What else? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm... boldly go one more time with us into the breach for a non continuing three year mission. (laughs) We're done. All right, guys. We'll see you next Thursday for episode one of season three of Picard, the final the final voyage. So they say. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Picard at ballmove.com. If you do have feedback on the season ahead or if you have any reactions to the episodes we're going to be talking about, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later.